Hello once again, everyone. Today is Yod 10, 9, 16 Yod, also known as May the 10th, 2020. I want to begin today by just talking about some of the old characters, the old ancient ones of the uh, of the Old Testament days. And as I was contemplating some of them and thinking about their lives and who they were, their personalities and and their strength and their different strengths and, and weaknesses and how they handle things. Yahweh asked me a question. So he, he said, which one would you like to be like? I said, well, I want to be like me, first of all. And, of course, Yeshua is the ultimate. But he said, but no, it's, it's which one? And uh, I began to look go down the list, you know. You got Abraham. Oh, my goodness, you know. The, the, the man of faith, that the father of our of our faith, of what we believe in. But no, I wouldn't. Uh, why? Well, this, he, he, he really fell apart there when uh, the deal with his wife, you know. But um, I wouldn't condemn him for that. He's a man of faith. My goodness, who wouldn't want to be that? But then you got Noah. Uh, how awesome was his faith? You know, I've, you know how long it took him to, for his word to come to pass. But I don't know, just... I, I didn't feel toward him. And David, King David, wow. But he was an emotional roller coaster, to be honest with you. But he was called the apple of Yahweh's eye. <laughs> Yahweh loved him so, and he does all the, all these guys. You know, and then you, you got Moses. But, you know, what a, what a mess he had. You know, but he was anointed for it. He was called for it. And then you got Solomon, King Solomon, greatest wisdom of, of all times. No, uh, I, of course you'd want to be like all all these these great men, Ezekiel. Oh wow, Elijah, another ball game. Elisha, another ball game. Uh, just the depth and the, the height and the mysteries, the secrets and riddles and amazing things. But it comes down to it: if you just had to pick one, or or, or at least one that has the character, I, I came down to four men actually. <laughs> And it had to do with Daniel and his three friends. And why? How they handled all their trouble of captivity and never wavered. You know, I, I want to read a little bit about them in Daniel 1 here. It says, In the third year of the reign of Jeho- Jehoiakim, king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, unto Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand with part of the vessels of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar to the house of his God and brought the vessels into the treasure house of his God. And the king spake unto Asphanaz, uh, the master of his eunuchs, that he should bring certain of the children of Israel and of the king's seed, of the king's princes, children in whom was no blemish, but well favored and skillful in all wisdom and cunning in knowledge and understanding science and such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace and whom they might teach the learning and the tongue of the Chaldeans. And the king appointed them a daily provision of his king's meat and of the wine which he drank, so nourishing them three years, that at the end thereof they might stand before the king. Now among them, among these were the children of Judah, which was Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. 
uh, unto whom the prince of the eunuchs gave names, for which we are more familiar with. It says, where he gave unto Daniel the name Belteshazzar, which we are more familiar with Daniel, but in the next ones we are. And to Hananiah, Shadrach, and to Mishael, Meshach, and to Azariah, Abednego. See, just as we're being renamed back to our original name, Babylon named them, took their, their identity away. But Daniel proposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now, God had, had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the eunuchs. And the prince of the eunuchs said unto Daniel, I fear my lord the king who hath appointed your meat and your drink. For why should he see your faces worse likening, uh, liking than the children which are uh, of your sort? And then you shall uh, make me endangered uh, in my head, <laughs> endanger my head to the king. Then said Daniel to Melzar, whom the prince of the eunuchs had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, prove thy servants. I beseech thee ten days, and let them give us pulse to eat and water to drink. Then let our countenances be looked upon before thee, and the countenance of the children that eat the portion of the king's meat. And as, I, and as you see it, deal with your servants. So he consented to them in this matter and proved them ten days. And the end of the ten days, their countenances appeared fairer and fatter in flesh. Now, we wouldn't think that was great, but that's exactly what they were looking for. It's what the royalty looked like. Uh, then all the children which did eat the portion of the king's meat. Thus Melzar took away the portion of their meat and the wine that they should drink and gave them pulse. As for these four children, God gave them knowledge and skill and all learning and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Now at the end of the days that the king had said he should bring them in, then the prince of the eunuchs brought them uh, in before Nebuchadnezzar. And the king communed with them, and among them all was found none like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah. Therefore stood they before the king, and all in all the matters of wisdom, understanding that the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better, remember the ten days, than all the, the magicians, astrologers, and all that was in, within his realm. And Daniel continued even unto the first year of King Cyrus. Although he lived, I lived them all. I lived all, all those guys. So interesting places, huh? Uh, now, what I really get, get into is another part of the story. You know, where um, they're confronted to bow before uh, the humongous God that was set up. And when they refused to do that, they said, well, we're going to throw you into the fiery furnace. You know, and um, and so... They just said we did not. It's not going to do it. It's just not. We're just not going to do it. Their standard was so high. They didn't care what it cost them. They knew what they had to uphold. They had to uphold that righteousness. They had to uphold that standard of the of the great I am to honor Him and Him alone, no matter the outcome. They knew who they were. That is huge to me. They knew their identity. They knew what it could cost them, but they didn't care. Their their value of everything was not on this earth the way that every man sees it, even in their comfort. They desired more than anything to please and honor. So they were of an excellent spirit. But when they were threatened with this, they said, we're going to throw you into the fiery furnace. And they said, well, uh, our God is well able to deliver us. 
Uh, we know that for a fact. And they said, but if not, he's still Almighty God and seated upon his throne. Now, I have paraphrased that, but that's the heart I want to keep. I want to keep in my life is to be so steadfast, so resolute in what I know to be right, that we serve a righteous, holy God full of excellence and mercy and love, but yet in him is a standard that only can be achieved by Holy Ghost in us. As we rise to the occasion, letting our minds be in the place it needs to be, I'm going to be real with you here. Uh, I've, I've had uh, a couple of weeks that's been in, in my mind probably the most difficult uh, I, I can ever think of. They might have been more, but I can't think of them. And he always says, I am going to teach you in the middle of all your mind trying to get in so many different directions. So if you'll go within my throne rooms like you've been doing, I'm going to show you how to take every thought captive. I'm going to show you the importance of how I want you to think and that no matter what, no matter what comes your way, no matter what what comes by your path, you'll not look to the left or to the right. You'll look straight at me, he says. Your mind will be, you know, it's a third throne room. And the mind of Christ, the Messiah mind, he's going to show you how to clear the other voices out. Comes in that fourth dimension throne room. But I want to be the greatest student of that. I want to be one that embraces it as uh, David, I mean, I'm sorry, as Daniel and all of, of his, his friends there were able to do. Well, that's my 10 minutes today. Blessings over your day as you embrace the excellence of Yahweh and the standard he's called us all to. Shalom.